950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. It's the Matt McNeil Show. Cliff Schechter is a best-selling author, is an ad writer for Joe Biden's presidential campaign in 2020. In 2022, his Blue Amp Action email list raised over $850,000 for Democratic candidates and progressive organizations. And he hosts the Blue Amp YouTube channel, where his humorous and cutting takedowns hit go viral on YouTube. If you're not following that, go look for Cliff Schechter on YouTube. You'll find it. Uh, Cliff Schechter is kind enough to join us today to talk about politics. Hi, Cliff. Hey, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, okay, so you and I always talk baseball a little bit, and our two teams just faced off for the weekend there in in the Bronx. Um, I would make an yeah. argument that, that those two teams' pitching staffs might be the two best <laughs> pitching staffs in baseball right now. Those, that was actually a pretty good clinic on pitching from both sides, and the Yankees sure did increase their, their pitching. Well, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, except for that first game where you guys literally teed off on everything. But that was three innings. That was three innings, though, really. After that three innings, your pitching staff calmed down quite a bit. No, that's true. True. I mean, look, the pitching staff is very good. Uh, And that guy, Johnny Breeder, had been really good before that. And young guy was going to have a bad game. Um, But, no, I think your argument's down. I mean, Garrett Cole looks like he's on a mission this year. Nestor Cortez has been like, you know, the find of the century for us. Um, and, uh, and we, uh, you know, we've got some, some injuries right now, but Domingo Herman, we've got some guys that can fill in. And, uh, you know, then you guys, uh, showed up and pitched your butts off too. I'm trying to remember who was it who you signed in the offseason who was awesome. Well, you had Tyler Male, who used to be here, um, in Cincinnati and Sonny Gray. They both used to be here in Cincinnati. Sonny Gray was in New York too. Um, but but see, I mean, you guys Lopez. brought in some, some uh, Lopez, Lopez, and they That's just who I was to think you know, yeah, and they got the new Lopez. four year four year deal today with him. Uh, they're, at least they're finalizing seventy three point five million for a four year deal. Uh, and it very was, smart. He's an ace. You yeah. need that if you're going to win in the playoffs. And you got then you've got these other guys. Sonny Gray could be a huge guy. You know, a second or third guy. So it's going to be. I mean, the Twins like you guys are good, man. <laughs> it's 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 cool. It, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. Well, and I think that the the question for the Twins is that that with the bats drying up on Saturday and Sunday, will they be able to find bats even against good pitching? Because that's that's really the difference. You have to have solid pitching yourself, but you have to when that other team throws their ace out in the field, you got to be able to get two or three runs off of them. And I mean, where the Yankees are an you know, intimidating force uh, out there, that lineup is is tough to get through. Um, the Twins just you know Buxton is not fired off. You know, Max uh, Kepler isn't fired off. Correa is doing okay, and as well as uh, Miranda, some of these guys. Uh, Joey Gallo, hopefully, he kind of picks up a little bit. But yeah, you know, I, I, they just got to find some hitting. I don't think they're going to have too much trouble with the American League Central. It does not look too no. good over here. <laughs> no, it well, I think they'll be good there. And I mean, look, Correa, whatever he does anywhere else, kills us. So for you know, you guys have had a rough run of it versus the Yankees in the playoffs. You want Correa in that lineup in a key spot because. Mm-hmm. You, you you know you didn't just go out and get yourself obviously a really good shortstop you went out and got a Yankee killer um, and so you add that in and I mean you know I, I think Byron Buxton if he could stay ever stay healthy he could potentially be the best player in baseball yeah I, mean, I think he'd be in that conversation he's a five tool guy and it's just a shame mm-hmm. like you know he's, it's like a much worse version of what we have with Stanton who of course <laughs> you know thought he hit a home run turns out he hit the wall with a double had to run quickly suddenly and slow down, and boom, his hamstring. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it, it, that's the thing. Every season here, somebody came out with the stat that he's played 39% of his games for us. 
and yet he still has been averaging between 35 and 40 home runs a year. Can you imagine if he was just playing like 80% of the games, what uh. he could do, but he just can't, you know, I mean, I think that, I think in a way that, that that'll define both teams. Yeah. If Buxton can stay healthy, I mean, if you guys have the force of that, because that to me, I'll say quickly, I know we're, we're going to talk politics here at some point, but um, to me, that, that's how you win. And I remember when I was a kid growing up, or I like to say kid, at least I was in my 20s, but when the Yankees had that dynasty in the late 90s, the way they won those games against great pitchers, as you're saying right now, is they'd scratch out runs. Mm-hmm. They'd, it was smart baseball. It was hitting to the right side. to advance the guy from second to third with one out. It was, you know, sack flies. It was all this kind of stuff. But you, for that to work, you've got to have speed. Yeah. And you have it if Buxton, Correa's got some speed. If, if he's healthy, Buxton has speed if he's healthy. You know, you need that because that's how you go up against someone like Garrett Cole. And, you know, maybe you get a walk or, you know, like you get you get one that nicks you or you know, however it is you get on base. And, I mean, right now we've got, the, the, you know, this kid, Volpe, at shortstop who essentially when he gets on base at first base, you can just assume if he really wants to, he'll end up in third. Yeah. Well, and, I mean – you need that. Well, and that, 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 you know, you know, gripping, gritting it out there. That's what happened on Friday night with the Twins. They're down 3 1. They win that game 4 3. Watch the Twins. Yep. When Jorge Polanco comes back, watch the Twins because I think that that will be the key. Jorge Polanco returns because he's injured right now. He yep. comes back. I think. Yeah, that, him that, and Gallo was injured too. And yeah. Gallo started, had a really strong start to the season. So. Indeed. Oh, yeah. You, know, you, you, and I could, you and I could talk this all day long, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's one of the few, it's one of those things. You know, talk like anywhere from like '60s rock to like hard rock and whatever. I can talk it all day. Baseball, I can talk it all day. And politics, yeah. those, those those topics can keep me busy. So good you, streaming TV shows. You ever want to do that too? Oh, you can talk Ozark and Breaking Bad and anything you want. No, so. no problem. Uh, we should. Okay, maybe we will do that next time. All right, let's let, let me, let's get into what happened yesterday. Actually, which was the postponement of the beginning of the Dominion trial against Fox News. And the first one I saw that, I said, oh, no, please don't tell me these guys are settling. I think Fox News realizes how bad this is going to go for them, that they still oh, yeah. they have belligerent hosts that still insist they were not wrong, that this is there's no way to get out of it. There's enough of a paper trail that they're in trouble. I found it interesting. But what would it take for Fox News to put on the table for Dominion to walk away at this point? Yeah, I don't know, because Dominion knows that they've got – uh, I mean, I, again, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I, I can read. <laughs> and what lawyers have been saying is all, that rarely does it happen that a judge is so adamant in a trial like this beforehand that it's or you know before you even go to trial that it's already been established that that, there, that the other side that there's liability there, right? They lied, they knew they were lying, and this judge has been very open about that. I mean, they're going to get killed. So I, I don't really, you know, but I, I want them to. I mean, I think the whole world is like, please don't settle, please don't settle. I don't know what they could do because Dominion knows they've got them, right? They know they've got them hardcore. And if I'm Dominion, I can't even imagine how much that hurt their business, that garbage. I mean, I'd hold, if I were going to settle with Fox, I'd hold up with them for everything. Forget even what I sued them for. I'd ask them for five times as much. I, I mean, I'd, I'd take them to the, to the brink of bankruptcy is what I would do. You know, um, so I don't know. I, I don't know what it'd be worth. And, you know, and then we've got the smart manic one coming. And from what I've read of them legal analysts, they apparently have an even better case than Dominion does. Well, and not only- what some of the hosts said about them, because they played a very small role in this in the election. They weren't nearly as involved. And their hosts made it sound like the, 
Smartmatic was everywhere, you know, bringing votes. So, like, <laughs> I mean, they're in a lot of trouble, and, and uh, you just love to see it because none, none, there's not enough bad things in the world that can happen to Fox News. <laughs> well, and and let's face it, in these law case, in, in these lawsuits and cases like this, what Fox is desperately wanting is not to see how much money they paid out for this to go away, and the ability to to not have to admit guilt. And frankly, I think after what Dominion's gone through, that last one particularly is a no go. That they are going to want some level of very public apology repeatedly probably for months from all their hosts and i just do not think i think i think fox is hoping they might be able to throw a big enough number at them to avoid going to the court but if they want i don't think having any you know not being able to have to admit guilt publicly i know fox wants that but there's just no way in the planet i think dominion would allow them to get away with that well, that's the thing. I mean, I never understood this when I've seen this. You know, there was there was one of them that dropped a <clears throat> a lawsuit against Newsmax. I'm trying to remember who it was. And this isn't just me hating Newsmax and wanting them to suffer, which I do hate them and I do want them to suffer. <laughs> to be plainly honest with you, but but just uh, objectively looking at it, I don't remember who it was that they were like. And all they had to do, Newsmax, like went on once and apologized. And I'm like, they can't undo, they can't unring that bell, and they can't undo that damage. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna have these guys, if they really are going to, you know, on some level, if they're gonna to make up in any way for it, you should require them to, at the beginning of every show, at the middle of every show, at the end of every show, and I would require that for six months, a year. I mean, seriously. I mean, you need to undo the the millions, if not tens, hundreds of millions of dollars in PR damage. They've done to your brand. And so none of this crap, you don't know who's watching at what given time. And, you know, like you, I, I would, I, if I, you know, if I were even contemplating settling with them, not only would the money be huge, but they would be constantly, constantly, and every, they would be writing it on, on, you know, on their, on their stupid website. They would, they'd be saying on their stupid streaming Fox Nation, if that even exists anymore. I assume it does, but I haven't heard about it lately. You know, it, just in every place, Fox Business, I would I, I would make sure that in every single one of their their spots that they were constantly saying, "We lied. This is not true. This was an honest election, or at least you know, Dominion conducted an honest election with their machines." Blah 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 blah. If they do anything less than that, I, I, I'm I'm disappointed in them. Frankly, I don't want them to do that because I want them to sue them and go through with it and absolutely destroy them. But <laughs> Well, and 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 they, I don't I don't know if it was was it the New York Times this weekend. I was reading the article saying insanity is not a defense you can use in this trial. And the Fox News seems to be that their main defense is still going to be that Maria Bartiromo and a few of these other people really still think that the election was stolen. And the the, the point the court is making is you're a news organization. You have you know an insane amount of evidence that that did not happen. And so you can't use that as a crutch, which is the comment. I mean, they just don't have anywhere to go outside of looking bad. And I think that at the end of the day, the worst thing for Fox News is not the money. It's the fact that they would have to go on out there and say, we lied, we were wrong. Yeah, I mean, I I would agree. Yeah. And constantly, right? Because their whole fear, when you read that whole thing, is is quite simply that what they're scared of is they're scared of the fact that that they're going to lose all these viewers to places that were more insane than they are, mm-hmm. right? I know it's hard to imagine that exists, but uh, that was the fear. So 
you know, for them to have to get on and say, we lied and we misled you and this is not what happened and yada, yada. Like, yeah, I think that would be incredibly damaging. And they would, you know, they, they'll lose, they'll lose people who somehow, uh, you know, who maybe it'd be the final straw for them. I don't know why anybody would still be watching who has a couple brain cells to rub together, but apparently there are. And then for the lunatics watching, like, the, you know, they get told to their faces constantly they were betrayed and lied to. So, yeah, I, I mean, that that definitely has to be a big part of, of anything that happens. But again, like, if I'm Dominion, um, uh, you know, I'm knowing that I'm winning this lawsuit no matter what. I'm winning it for huge money. And why not why not make these guys go through having, you know, suffering in the same manner in which what they put you through? Make them get on the stand. Let's mm-hmm. see Tucker Carlson on the stand. Defend <laughs> anything he said, ever. Since he was like... Eight years old. I got to imagine. Can you, I, I have to imagine Hannity, Tucker, all of them have got to be looking at Murdoch and saying, do not make me get up on that stand. And they can't stop it unless they settle. But I think that that's the reason why we're seeing this frantic attempt by Fox News right now to try to settle is because I think their own talent is revolting. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they end up going to court that this is that you'll see an exodus of the host from Fox News because, you know, just of of being hung out to dry like that. I mean, I, you're right. I think you could see that. I think you could see an exodus of hosts because they're destroyed, too. I mean, uh, you know, I don't, again, I I, I don't, I, I can't predict irrationalities. Mm. And, the, you know, so the people that, that watch, uh, you know, sit there and watch Fox and take them seriously at this point might as well be like, you know, the, the fungus-infected, uh, from you know the last of us mm-hmm. if you've seen that <laughs> yes i mean like that's kind of they're they're you're at that level where you don't really have a functioning cerebral cortex and so i don't trust you're going to do the rational thing but i guess I, I would assume in some way that if you've been lied to constantly and then somebody looks you in the face and tells you they lied to you constantly and then tells you the next day they lied to you again and then tells you the next show they did it that you might stop watching Mm-hmm. And it may just crush their their ratings. And if some of these hosts, I mean, that's what they all were so scared of in the end, because that's all they care about in the end. So it would be kind of an ironic uh, end to this whole thing is that a couple of these hosts lose their their audience and simply have have you know they they don't have uh, folks watching them, and so Fox has to get rid of them anyhow. Yeah, uh, I will mention you mentioned the smart uh, smart uh, tech uh, uh, smartmatic. Uh, you oh, know, yeah, that. Yeah. That one. Uh, I will also mention the Gateway Pundit lawsuits moving forward, too. Those are the guys in St. Louis, the right-wing guys that outed two poll workers in Georgia and basically accused them of being part of some grand conspiracy to which led to them getting death threats and all sorts of things. I'm paraphrasing it horribly, but needless to say, that that case is going to go to trial. And there's another far-right outlet that's going to basically, I think, is in big trouble when it comes to this. Because you just can't grab random people off the street and accuse them of something and then say, oh, well, they're public figures. That's that, that's not how it works. But that's, I mean, that's the other thing, right? The standard is is much different. You know, when it comes to, I mean, they destroyed these private people's lives. These are not like wealthy public people, you know, who had the means to, to do this and that and the other thing they needed to do to, you know, to take care of themselves and get security and whatever. I mean, they destroy these people's lives, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and they, they should obviously pay a massive price for that. So good. Yeah, I'm glad that one's going forward. I, I would hope that would go forward. And I'm glad they sued them. Um, and I mean, I just think, 
so many more people should take it upon themselves to do this because these guys lie constantly and they do it with malice. And you know they know the things they're saying are not true. And you know if you ever get, got them into discovery, you'd be able to prove that they know what they're saying isn't true. Mm-hmm. You say whatever they want about Maria Bartiromo. I mean, she sits on the, which makes me sick as somebody whose dad went there, on the board at NYU of the business school. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, you can't pretend she's that stupid. You just can't. Mm-hmm. And she, she eagerly... She's from, a lowlife, will yeah, do anything for money, apparently, but she's not that stupid. Oh, and she eagerly went along with it, for sure. Uh, one thing I want to get in before we, we do wrap up, of course, Cliff Schechter joining us today. I wanted to talk a little bit about Diane Feinstein. Uh, Diane Feinstein has been a fantastic senator. She has accomplished a lot. She's 89 years old. She is clearly having a lot of health problems. And her position on the Judiciary Committee is now creating a lot of headaches. Her absence has basically stalled out Joe Biden's ap- uh, approval of his his uh, his his judges. The Republicans are basically vowing to fight her being removed from the the committee with any ease and swiftness. I don't know what the the you know you know clearly first of all clearly. This is someone whose health should have been, you know, should have been a little bit more of a concern. I mean, nothing against it. I think that if she's if she's functioning at 89, she's able to do the job. I have no problem with that. But that clearly is not the case. I don't quite understand. It would seem to me the easy solution would be a resignation than either an right. appointment by the California governor, which is a Democrat. Yep. So that would be a quick one. And then you can basically put that person back onto the Judiciary Committee and we're done. I'm not quite sure here. Are you hearing something about her health that leads you to believe she's going to be coming back with with a level of competence? No, no. Um, I, I, I don't understand it. It's, it. It would just seem to be complete being obstinate. Um, and and I'm sorry, you know, like there are people out there who who will say, you know, oh, you can't comment on this, you know, it's you know because. I guess I'm a man and she's a woman, but you know what? Like I live in this country and what happens affects me and affects my family. Um, you know, and I heard the same things with, with Ginsburg and we saw how that turned out. But if she'd stepped down from the court sooner, Oh, you can't, you, you have no right to, you know, unless you know what she's been through. You know what? I, I don't know what they went through as women to achieve the positions they did. They it overcame incredible odds and it did have done some amazing things for this country. That doesn't change the fact that when you, you know, whoever you are, white, black, man, woman, if you're somebody who cares about the issues you claim to care about, when you reach a certain point where you are actively harming those issues and you're actually going to harm the people that, that, that people will die. I mean, why don't we just put that honestly? Because of things that can't get done, because that's the Republican Party we're up against right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she needs to step down. I mean, I, I'm not sure. It, at least my understanding is if she steps down, Gavin Newsom can appoint somebody right away and we're OK. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so it's like I, I just get tired of this. You know, uh, in the end, I'm a believer in um, that there should be uh, a an age limit on the top end. You know, when we were when when we were running for office two hundred years ago, nobody was living to that age, or a few people were, let's yeah. say. And and the average age in this country, I think the average age was fifty seven or fifty eight that people were dying. Like it was a different situation. But we're now in a situation where people are living longer lives, but they're they're not always fully there mentally, and that's on ageism. That's fact. That's science. Hmm. So. You know, the Supreme Court here in Ohio um, has a rule where you cannot run after the age of, I think, 70. So you can run when you're when you're 69 and change. And so in the end, it's six-year terms. They have to step off by the time they're 75. You know, I mean, maybe it's 75, maybe it's 80. I mean, I want to be fair, you know, and obviously right now with Joe Biden, we have an older president and put him up against any Republican. I vote for him a, a billion times over. But I think 
culturally, we need to understand this. So maybe it affects how people think and people feel a little more pressure that, you know, there are times there are times where we need to say, okay, like there's ages you get beyond where people are not as effective. And it it doesn't mean that affects every one of them, but we have to make rules for how they affect most of us. Well, you know, so with that said, like I know, uh, I just want to say quickly. Obviously, I'm I'm a huge Biden supporter, so I don't want to sound like I'm. And he is the incumbent, and we'd be crazy to give up an incumbent. So, you know, I'm a billion percent behind him for all well, the advantages that an incumbent has. Well, we we have to go back, and we don't have any time to talk more about this. But the Woodrow Wilson situation, where he had a stroke in his second term, he clearly was not capable of running the the presidency. As a matter of fact, his wife basically ran the country in his right. position during that time. And his and, wife and the advisor, Colonel House, who supposedly was advising him to run the country and running it too. Yeah, and it so it's this is not against what she what she represents and what she's done. It's about. Is she able to function in the job that she has she has signed up for, and it does not sound like she can do that anymore. And I think that that we need to look at considering the long term impacts of her just holding that position just because she just doesn't want to let it go. I don't know if that's necessarily good. So, uh, Cliff Schechter, once again, the Blue Amp Strategy uh, uh, YouTube page. Of course, if you're not listening to Cliff on YouTube, he's brilliant. He has a lot of great takes. I'll link to everything a little bit later on, and make sure you subscribe to that. Cliff, all my best to your Yankees. All my best to you. We will talk to you soon, my friend. That was, that was overly kind. You didn't have to do that. But <laughs> thank you for all your best to me, to you too. And of course, the twins, baby. Thank, thank you. Take care. Cliff Schechter, kind enough to join us. Let's take a quick break and wrap up the hour when we do return. It's the Matt McNeil Show right here on AM 950.